To deepen our current relationships or to develop new ones, it's helpful to ask ourselves an important question. Namely, how do I have a meaningful conversation with someone? Today's episode will give you a few ideas to help you answer this question. But before we get into all this, listen to what Carol has to say. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Thank you, Carol. Now, as with every episode, our purpose today is to help you find more joy in the relationships God designed for you. One way to find this joy that God designed for us is to consider how we can have meaningful conversations with people. Meaningful doesn't necessarily have to mean deep. If you listen to the episode prior to this one, number 204, you may recall the woman on the Nextdoor app who posted that she wanted to have 40 deep conversations before she turned 40. As it turns out, she was really looking for 40 people to sign up for her life coaching business. I heard from some of you that you were angry with this woman for misleading people like this. Now, I'm going to save deep conversations for another time, and I have no life coaching advice for anyone. Well, except for one thing. It's this. Grown men over 60 years of age should tuck their shirts in when they are out in public. It will keep your mom happy if she's still alive, and it will honor her legacy if she's no longer with us. That's the extent of my life coaching advice for today. As for meaningful conversations, they don't have to be deep in order to derive a measure of joy from them. And you don't always have to create them because sometimes they just come to you like a stray dog or cat who appears on your doorstep and welcomes themselves in. For example, several years ago, I was sitting in the chair in a barber shop when my barber, Paul, asked me what I was going to do the rest of the day when I was done with my haircut. Stay in my deck this afternoon, I said. I've been putting it off because I don't like being on my knees all afternoon, putting the stain on with a paintbrush. But the job needs to be done. Paul then said, Well, you know, they make special brushes for putting down stain on decks. They're about six inches wide and about an inch and a half thick. You screw any standard size pole, like the one you use for a broom, for example, into a hole in the brush. This allows you to dip the brush into the pail of stain standing up, and then you can put it down on the wood without ever bending down or kneeling. You know, most hardware stores carry this kind of brush. After my haircut, I went straight to a nearby hardware store, bought the kind of brush Paul described, and started staining my deck just as he explained. What was once a burdensome task now became something quite easy, all because of the meaningful conversation while sitting in a barber chair. The meaning in my conversation with Paul 
is that he shared something that made my life better. He shared the knowledge and experience he had to ease a difficulty in my life. It wasn't a deep conversation by any means, but it brought me joy in knowing how to complete a task in a new and less painful way. It really lifted my spirits. To have this meaningful conversation with Paul, all I did was engage in small talk and share with him what was on my mind. When you do the same thing with a good listener, there's a possibility you'll get into a meaningful conversation too. Another meaningful conversation happened just recently when Janet and I were invited to the home of one of our couple friends. Another husband and wife who moved away many years ago happened to be in town, and they were invited too. The six of us have been friends for decades. As the six of us were eating, the subject came up of the first house each of us lived in and the memories we had of those homes. It was interesting to hear each person recall what was memorable for them. One memory shared in the conversation that stood out for me was the one shared by the hostess, who I will call Sarah. It's not her real name, but she'd be embarrassed to no end if I told you who she really is. So, for our purposes, I'll just call her Sarah. Anyway, Sarah shared a memory of her and her husband's first house that in all the many years I have known them, I had never heard before. She said a favorite memory of hers was how her dad, on occasion, would come and visit her on his day off. He was a mail carrier in a town about 75 miles away. Sarah said, He would drive all that way and then sit in our living room and read the newspaper. It's really a favorite memory of mine, being in the same small living room with him while he read the paper. Sarah was a young mom at the time with two small children when her father would come and spend the day with her. The smile and look on her face told me this was something very special. I had heard stories about her father before of the kind man he was. Sarah's husband spoke fondly of him too. On the days he would come visit, he came alone. Sarah's mother stayed home. To me, it seemed more fitting this way, as her relationship with her mother was, well, very different from her relationship with her dad. Even though no one else said much as she shared her story, I found it to be a meaningful conversation among the six of us. Sarah as long as I've known her, has been one of the kindest, most loving and gentle people I've known. I learned this night when she shared her story where she got these qualities. She got them from her dad. Her dad's legacy lives on through Sarah. She places a high value on relationships as he did. And she is kind and gentle too. I mean, who would spend their day off from work to drive 150 miles and two and a half hours round trip just to be with his daughter? Not to do anything special, just to sit in her living room 
reading the newspaper. I found both sadness and joy in this meaningful conversation. Sadness that Sarah's mother related to her so differently. Sadness in knowing that her dad died quite young. I think he was only 54. But I found joy in knowing this memory of Sarah's father and how the way he spent his day off still had a special place in her heart. There was also joy in seeing her dad in Sarah. Their shared qualities of kindness and gentleness and joy in knowing an example of how a father can love his adult daughter. It's how I want to be remembered by my daughter and son after I'm gone. I like to think a meaningful conversation is one where there is an exchange of meaning. Yeah, an exchange of meaning. And it doesn't necessarily have to involve words. The conversation with my barber about the deck stain brush certainly involved words. He shared his knowledge and experience that was meaningful to me. It was a solution to a problem I had, which I greatly appreciated. Now, I know you and I have been in conversations filled with lots of words, many words, but without any meaning being exchanged. You know what I'm talking about. When people fill the air with their own voice, when they talk just to talk, devoid of anything meaningful to you, they give you information or opinions you didn't ask for and that meant nothing to you. It's a conversation where you are not asked any questions. It's more a monologue than a conversation. This wasn't the case at all with Sarah sharing a favorite memory from the first house she and her husband lived in. There were few words, but lots of meaning was exchanged because we listened. Listening based on what we all remembered about Sarah's background. Listening by observing her facial expression. And listening by entering into Sarah's story as we imagined what it must have been like for her and for her dad and his occasional visits to her home. Sarah shared her memory with only a few words but it was filled to the brim with meaning. If Sarah had used words to convey the meaning of her conversation, it would have gone something like this. My dad thought I was important enough to use his day off from work to come and spend time with me, even if it was just to sit in our living room reading the newspaper. That was enough for both of us. It was all we needed to be together like that. This was a favorite memory of mine from the first house we owned. Yeah, something, something like these words would have described it. But we didn't need those words. We saw it more in her face. The meaning I came away with from this meaningful conversation was joy. Joy for Sarah. Joy that she had such a loving relationship with her dad. And it reminded me of that Walt Whitman quote that I so love. We were together, I forgot the rest. Yeah, I really like that. We were together, I forgot the rest. 
So, what, what about you? I wonder what meaningful conversations you've had lately. What have you done to make them meaningful? What exchange of meaning has taken place between you and another person? And I especially wonder what meaningful conversations simply presented themselves to you. Like the sun peeking around the edge of gray clouds after a sprinkle of rain. I'd love to hear about any conversations you've had like this. And speaking of the sun peeking out from clouds, as we close up shop for today's episode, don't forget to spread a little relational sunshine around the people you meet this week. Spark some joy for them. And I'll see you again next time. Goodbye for now.